0: So
1: what could future you do with smarter financial decisions?
0: Compare and find smarter credit
1: cards, savings accounts, and more today at NerdWallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply.
0: Grutch, I know from my own experience that baby making is not always simple. There is a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant And when you want to conceive, there can be a lack of understanding and resources. Frida Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from reproductive health to uh, ovulation tracking to conception aid.
1: Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we explore how to create happier habits in our everyday lives. This week we'll talk about why you might want to create a time capsule and we will talk about a listener's question about how to help a rebel student get to school on time. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, the five senses, the four tendencies, and human nature, and I'm in my little home office in New York City. Joining me today from Los Angeles is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, happy almost Halloween.
0: That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA. And Gretchen, I just located my Corgi Halloween t-shirt yesterday, so oh. I'm ready.
1: You're ready. Okay, I, w- I want to see that. I need a photo at some point. Before we launch in, we have a few updates. We love the calendar of Catalyst with all the dates across the year to help us remember, to reflect, and to think about what changes we want to make. Um, and we got a great response to our suggestion to celebrate 1010, October 10th, which is the 10 out of 10 day where you give yourself credit for everything that's going right.
0: Yes. Beth Ann said, I listened to episode 398 and was struck by your brief mention of making the ordinary upcoming date, October 10th, into a special day, making it a 1010 celebration of something that is going great. I am a high school teacher in a highly competitive district. I begin each class with an attendance question to have a little fun before we get into our coursework. Making October 10th a celebration day was the perfect way to bring some joy to my class. I shared this with my classes, and my students had so many great things to share. From excitement for homecoming to feeling relief that an MLB team is not advancing to being happy the fish in their aquariums are still alive. That was so fun.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'll post a link to the calendar of Catalyst if people want that. And then sort of on the subject of holiday cards, I'm so interested in like, what a rich mine of thought and yes. planning and traditions around holiday cards. So we heard from a couple of people about holiday cards.
0: Yes. Kim, who mentions that she is a former resident of Kansas City, Missouri, our hometown, Yay. says, while listening to episode 399, I recalled a crazy Christmas card project I worked on during that first holiday season of the pandemic. I was always one of those people who saved the Christmas card slash photos I received every year. I had the inspiration to organize them since I had so much time on my hands. (laughs) I bundled each family's cards together chronologically and then mailed that little package back to them for Christmas. For some families, I had two decades of pictures to return. Wow, what a response I received. Phone calls, emails, and cards from so many old friends. It was a treat to hear that these cards reminded them of times past or filled in the gaps of their own holiday archives. I had fun receiving the cards initially, but thoroughly enjoyed returning the favor and decluttering as well. Whoa, win, win,
1: win. Yes. Well, this reminds me a couple years ago, probably my oldest friend, the person in my life who I've been friends with the longest. Her mother happened to show me an invitation that I had sent as like an eight-year-old. My birthday party invitation. And ever since then, I have zealously kept all of Eliza and Eleanor's birthday party invitations because it was so moving to me to see that. I remember, I had forgotten, I remembered it. And so showing people these relics from their past can be so powerful. But, and this is also, it's like, it's not that valuable to you, and you're clearing your clutter and you're creating something wonderful for somebody else. I thought this was beautiful. I have to say, I like, I get rid of the cards right away after the holidays, but a lot of people keep them. And so what do you do with them? So one person mailed them back and here's, we heard from Carrie who had a different solution.
0: She said, about 10 years ago, I started saving all our received holiday cards by punching a hole in the corner and tying them together with a holiday ribbon or twine. It started as a sentimental thing because it pained me to toss our friends and family's (laughs) faces in the recycling bin. And has become a highlight of each season as we take the box from its shelf and place it in a central place. My daughter, now 15, in particular, enjoys looking at how much families have changed over time. I place our family card in the cover, and it serves as a nice family record of our seasons as well. Never too late to start this one, and it does bring us so much happiness, both in the season and at the end, when we collect them all to be put together.
1: So I think this is a great idea because it turns them into part of your holiday decorations. Yeah. It keeps them organized and coherent. I think that's a great idea. I love that. Um, Here's a question for you, Elizabeth. Do you think people are sending more holiday cards or less? Because I think on the one hand, maybe COVID got people out of the habit. But then on the other hand, people are like really into photographs now and like milestone photographs. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I can't quite tell. I mean, one thing is because of social media, we see each other's photos all the time. I think they're less necessary. Because you know what someone's child looks like because you see them online. So I'm not sure.
1: And also you can email a a holiday card. I've seen a lot of people doing that. That's one thing I know you're thinking about doing. So yeah, well, maybe this holiday we'll be able to see where the trend is going.
0: Yes, I'm curious. And
1: speaking of the holidays, we are going to do a gift guide. We try to do this every year where we have unconventional ideas for gifts. So any gift ideas. Also, we are looking especially for Gifts to teachers and school staff, because many people mm. say, I need ideas for a teacher. Often they have monetary limits and things like that. So like, what, and what do teachers want? They receive so many gifts. Like, what do they actually want? And then yeah. stocking stuffers. What are those fun little things that aren't just junk? Like, you don't want to buy just like a bunch of stocking stuffers that nobody really wants. But then after you've bought the nice hand soap, what else <laughs> for yeah. a stocking yes. stuffer? And one more thing what about ideas for things children can make? I think people really love to get a handmade gift. Do you have any cool ideas for something that's pretty simple and straightforward that a child could make for a grandparent? You can break out your laminator or your comb binder. Mm-hmm. What else is there? <laughs> Let us know. We are gathering those. Yes. Okay. And our tried this at home tip this week is to create a time capsule. Now I am so interested in all different ways to hang on to memories and especially things that are like not that time consuming or expensive to do. And I was reminded of my interest in time capsules because we got this question from our listener, Erin.
0: Yeah, she said, I'm expecting my first child later this year and I've been thinking a lot about ways to capture moments of their childhood and create memories as they grow up. Things like celebrating minor holidays, the photo albums you put together, and the way you keep their notable documents organized in file folders. Do you have a resource available that summarizes these tips? I'd love to start implementing some of these ideas from day one. Okay, so
1: this is a great idea. We do not have a compilation of all these ideas, though that's now on the to-do list. If people are mm-hmm. interested, if that's something that you think would be interested, let us know and, and we can do that. But I think an idea that, that we've never talked about before, and Elizabeth, we've never really thought about this before I for know. ourselves, is to create a time capsule.
0: Yes. I can't believe we've never done this before, Gretchen, because it just feels like something We should do. Yeah. You could do it for 2022, which is ending, or you could look ahead and say, okay, I'm going to do a time capsule for 2023 and sort of gather things throughout the year and put them in your time capsule. Yes. And we have two suggestions.
1: I loved thinking about this, I have to say. Um, you know, it's, it's just as a side note on time capsules, when I went to one of my, my 25th college reunion, it turns out that a bunch of guys I was friends with had made a time capsule when they were seniors to open at the 25th reunion. So we were all really excited. Like, now it, like, it's yes. here. And So then they went to go find it. It turned out that the college had paved over it oh, and made this gosh. paved terrace. And the last thing I know one guy said to the other guy, okay, you go get like a hatchet. And I and I was like, okay, I don't know what happened. I never heard. I hope they- like
0: Abandoned that plan.
1: I hope so. It was late at night. I could see them getting pretty far on it before they got stopped. So I hope it all ended well for them. But it was a really great <laughs> idea, and it reminded me of how fun a time capsule could be. Yes. Um, so here, here are two ideas for time capsules. Okay, one is you use a box. And so on the Happiness Project site in the shop- There's this really very cunning storage box. It folds flat and it's just a really good size because it fits very well on a shelf. It's not so big that, you know, you got to like have a storage room in your basement or something. This is something that you could put on a regular closet shelf. And it's big enough to hold stuff. But it's not so big that you're putting too much in it, because we talk about this all the time. When you have yeah. memories collected, you want to curate them. You want to choose things that are few in number and hopefully pretty small so that you can enjoy them and collect them and they don't overwhelm you with, or that they take up so much room that it just becomes a huge element
0: in like how you manage your household. Yes. You, know, you want to keep yes. things,
1: you don't want to you know, beef up. On all that stuff.
0: Well, and I like the idea for this, Gretchen, that it can be for everyone in the household. Because I think we do a lot of saving things from the kids. But the idea that 2023, like for our family, what was important with Jack, what was important for me and for Adam, and of course, Nacho and Daisy, (laughs) that gives you a whole picture instead of just the child memories.
1: Right, because you're right, because it's very typical to do, like, baby's first year or high school or something. But, yeah, you could imagine doing it for something like my first year as a solopreneur or college years. But then, like, doing it as a family, I think that's a great idea. It's a different way to have a kind of a snapshot of time.
0: And then, Gretch, if people don't want a box, you also have your memento journal. I have mine right here, which is, I'm holding it up for anyone on YouTube. Yeah, And mine, you can see I have this stuff sticking out of it to put in. Yeah, and it's got like pockets. I love that this was inspired by something our grandparents gave oh, us. Oh yeah, here it middle. is for
1: people who want to. Oh, you have it. Yeah, it's. Aww. But see, it's got like my report cards, like my my handwriting as a kid.
0: I'm 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 using this too, which I think is super easy, and I just keep it on my desk and stick things like I like. Well, it, I don't know if it's. A, I'm using it as a time capsule. It's more of a keepsake thing. Yeah. Um, But you could use it for the time capsule.
1: Yeah. So I started thinking, like, if I wanted to use a Memento journal as a time capsule, what, what might I put into it? And so I was thinking you could do things like letters to your future self, the 22 mm. for 22 list, some printed favorite photos, favorite books, TVs, movie of the year. Often that kind of brings a year to mind for you. Things related to my one-word theme, Mm. postcards,
0: invitation center received. Thank you notes. I like keeping thank you notes, even though I never write them. I like keeping the ones I receive. Or like an email.
1: If you got an email that was really meaningful, like sometimes you'll like read and reread an email. You can print it out. I mean,
0: print that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, tickets, stubs, all that stuff. That's for things that are like two-dimensional. Yeah. Because I think some people like the things and maybe it's like, the wrapper of our favorite new snack food. And then some people want things that are more paper-based. Yes. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Andy Warhol's work, not so much his art, but his writings and his interview and his way of thinking. And one thing that Andy Warhol did is he had this huge project. He made more than 600 time capsules and he would just collect anything related to a time. And he did it like every three months, I think. There are more than 600 of these time capsules and they have stuff like, food that's gone bad that he just stuck oh, in there gosh. and then very valuable artworks and that like the cataloging of this is this huge process. Andy Warhol was very very focused on different ways to hold on to time. So I've like really resonate with that aspect of the way he approaches the world. It makes you realize like the possibilities of a time capsule.
0: And it would be fun, I mean, to actually if you had like a box you could even bury it in the backyard. Yeah, we <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not this box. I think it would just disintegrate, <laughs> it um, would which is maybe it, good, yeah. but you could have, yeah, you could put it like in a plastic box. Yeah. There's something kind of magical about that. Yeah. But so then the, the bigger question is like, well, why does this make us happier? And I do think that holding on to memories, showing a reverence for the things of everyday life, the things that are important to us, and maybe they're not going to be important to us forever, but they're important to us now. The things related to our identity You know, you want to hold on to these things, but where do you keep them? Where do they go? You can stick them in a desk drawer, but then they just become kind of like, okay, what does this all mean? And then this way you can find them. Like, you could be like, okay, this is 2022. Let me open it up and I'll have like a coherent picture Of that time. Yes. Okay, so Elizabeth, what are we going to do? We've we've set this as a try this at home. How are we going to try this at home?
0: Yes. Well, Gretch, I'm getting one of your boxes. Um, I'm going to use a box. And I yeah, I've been trying to think about what I'll put in it. I think something definitely for me with a lightning bolt, because I've been Mm -hmm. all about the lightning bolt. Yeah. Probably maybe Jack's school schedule. So are you going to do it for 22 or for 23? 23, I think. I think I like the idea of adding items... As the year goes. As the
1: year goes, yeah. I think that's what I'm going to do too. I do have a lot of things related to COVID and I think I may oh. I may decide to also do one for COVID.
0: Ah, It doesn't yes. quite feel
1: like it's in the rear window yet. So I'm like, okay, let's wait till it's over.
0: Oh, that's a really interesting idea.
1: Yeah, because that's something that like 25 years from now might be really interesting to see. Yes. And I did gather stuff along the way, but I want to do it for 23 too. Okay, so we're going to do this. Elizabeth. this can be our first item on our 23 for 23 list is to keep a time capsule.
0: Okay, I like okay. that. Yeah, Okay, good.
1: One down, 22 more to go. I know, exactly. I know. And I have not been doing well on my 22 for 22 list. Like, spoiler right. alert, we will talk about that soon. But if you want to see a time capsule, my friend Adam, who works with me, he has a time capsule that he's done. So he said he would send a picture. So I put that in the show notes if you want inspiration. But let us know if you do try this at home, if you've done it in the past, if you're planning to do it in the future. Do you feel more like a time capsule should be like two-dimensional things? Three-dimensional things. Are you doing it for yourself, for your family, for a certain period of time? I do feel like this is one of these things where listeners are going to take it in so many different directions. I'm really excited to hear. So let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to happiercast.com slash 401 for everything related to this episode.
0: Okay, Gretchen, if people want your time capsule receptacles, yeah. where should they go? Yeah, I mean, you could you
1: could do it in a lot of different ways. But if you want to look at the storage box, go to happiercast.com slash storage box. (laughs) And if you want to look at the Memento Journal, go to happiercast.com slash journals. It will take you to all the journals and you're looking for the Memento Journal and you can get 10% off if you use the code timecapsule10. But again, I'll put the the links to that in the show notes if you can't remember.
0: All right, Gretch, coming up, I have a happiness hack for entertaining the first this break. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So Elizabeth, what is this entertaining hack? Okay, so Gretchen, I have a group of people who have like a little dinner party club. We've been doing it for some years now, although we got waylaid by the pandemic and I had them over the other night, and one thing that I did, which was a big hit, was putting crackers on everybody's placemat.
1: Okay, so Lizzie, for people who don't know what a cracker is, it's not like a saltine cracker, right. what is a
0: cracker? It's a, like a cardboard paper tube, which is wrapped in brightly colored paper, um, and it's twisted at the ends, and there's a what they call a banger inside so that when you pull it, It makes a bang and it explodes in a very safe way and makes a bang. And then inside... It doesn't make much of a
1: bang. If you've never done this, it's like it makes kind of a pop. It's not like an explosive thing. Yeah. And often they don't even... That doesn't even really work. But yeah. Well,
0: (laughs) I've had good luck. but And then inside the cracker, there's always a paper crown made from tissue paper. There's usually a motto or a joke on a little piece of paper. And then often there's a little toy maybe dice or a little top that spins or a key ring or whatever it may be. And these started as a Christmas tradition in Britain, dating back to Victorian times, Mm -hmm. but they've become very popular. So you can get them for every holiday. So I got Halloween theme because we're getting close to Halloween. You can get Christmas, Thanksgiving with a turkey on it. They even have, I think, uh, Easter crackers, so yeah. Valentine's Day. And it's it's kind of
1: like the fun of Cracker Jacks, where there's a surprise toy inside, and everybody can compare their toys and put on their crowns, and and they look good. Like, I saw pictures of your table, and they... Add another decorative element. So a it seems festive. like they add fun and they also add to your tablescape. I know you're all about the tablescapes.
0: <laughs> yes. And I have to say, of course, Gretchen, that I got this idea from mom. Yes, of course. She showed me a picture of one of her tables and she had these. And so I did as you and I like to do, uh, copy mom's oh, ideas. Yeah. But I found out something new, which I never knew about this, which is what you're supposed to do if you're around a table is rather than everybody do their own cracker, which is how I've always done it, yeah. pulling both ends yourself, you cross arms and so you're pulling one side of your cracker and then your neighbor's. Ah. So everyone pulls together and they all go at once and it's oh. kind of this fun ritual. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, we've always done
1: it. Just everybody pulls their own. Yeah. yeah. So this is whimsy. It's like something to do at a party. It, it really is very fun. So one thing, um, but we should say, though, is these are super fun. They can be a little bit pricey. This yeah. is a great thing to get after a holiday because they get really marked down. Our mother is the queen of this, getting them after the holiday so, yeah. and then keeping them. And speaking for planning ahead, you know, I have my holiday jumpstart for people who want to start their planning early. If you go to happiercast.com slash holidays, you can get that jumpstart. And one of the things I think is buy step after a holiday so you can get a good yeah. bargain. Yeah. So, Elizabeth, you completely inspired idea. me. I'm in going to get, they are so fun.
0: Yeah, they really are. And these were particularly cute. Yeah. I'll send you a picture yeah. of what it looked like.
1: And now for a four tendencies tip. And of course, if you don't know, if you're an upholder, questioner, or obliger, or rubble, you can go to quiz.gretchenrubin.com and find out what the heck we're talking about. But right now, we're just going to jump into the four tendencies.
0: Yes. And this comes from Linda in Kansas City, another Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City. I work in a high school and oversee attendance, among other things. We have a senior who has a history of being late to school, and this year is no different. Some days it is even just one or two minutes, but he does not make it to class on time. We have tried giving detentions, talking to him, calling his parents, and we stoop so low as to bribe him with a gift card, but he has nine tardies right now. I really think he has rebel tendencies. What strategies do you think might work? When reading up on rebels, I see it as something he must think is important and is able to do in his own way and in his time. Any thoughts? Interesting. Well, okay, I
1: have so many thoughts. Listen, what hits you first?
0: Well, my first just question is does it matter if he's late? A hundred percent. Is it really disrupting anybody or causing him not to get his education? Or do you just accept this because yes. it is what it is and it's never going to change?
1: Well, and you and you might say, like, well, why should we make an exception for one child? But if they're trying to give him gift cards, it's like, well, what about all the kids who come on time and don't get a gift card?
0: Right. He's yes. already
1: being treated differently. And so I think, yeah, if you're just sort of like, this is just this kid's thing. Also, the fact that he's one or two minutes late absolutely, to my mind, shows that he can do it. He just needs to feel like you're not telling him what to do. And they also like a challenge. So if you said something like, well, look, this just seems like something that's not possible for you. Mm. And it's just taking too much of our time and attention to kind of monitor it. So if you're going to be late, you're just going to miss what you're going to miss. And we're just not going to pay attention. Then it might take the pressure off because then he's not being told what to do. Right. And so then he might just be like, well, whatever. It's just it will take the tension out of it. Now, in terms of identity, they do sometimes like a challenge. So if you said to him, like, hey, you know, no one thinks you could possibly be on time.
0: We have a bet going of how many times you're going to be late. Yeah, exactly. So-and-so told me,
1: like, oh, if this kid made up his mind, he could be on time for every day for the rest of the year. And I said, are you kidding? That kid, no way he could do that. You know what I mean? So you set up a challenge. That can feel manipulative to people. So I get that. But I'm just saying I've heard from rebels when that kind of thing gets framed for them, it often does sort of ignite that spirit he might think a certain kind of kid might think about his being a role model for others if you're like hey look for you it doesn't matter but for some children yeah if they're late it's really gonna like hurt them and i know others look up to you as a senior i know that you wouldn't want to have other kids suffer or like do worse in school or have a, a worse experience Because um, they're just trying to emulate you. But here's something that's really, this is like, okay, going right to the rebel imaginativeness and like their own creativity and thinking about how to go outside the box. So I heard from this woman who said that she had a rebel child, little kid, and he refused to hold her hand when they were crossing the street. Obviously mm. this is something that is like of life and death importance. This is yes. not something that you can compromise on and hand wave. She's like to the kid, she's like he wouldn't do it, she wouldn't give up. And he, and finally she said, "Well, look, I'll let you do it in your own way. I can't let you cross the street on your own. It's too dangerous. What what do you propose?" And he mm. thought and he said, "I'll hold on to the stroller." Cuz uh-huh. he had a baby sister who was in a stroller and she said, uh-huh. "You cannot let go of the stroller." And he's like, If you let me hold onto the stroller, I'll do it that way. And then problem solved. So maybe you say to this kid, hey, tell us, how could you do this in your own way? Yeah. And he might be able to come up with something that would be acceptable to everyone. Yeah. Because one or two minutes is suggesting this is not a child who has some kind of like insurmountable (laughs) challenge. (laughs) Yeah. He just doesn't want you to tell him what to do.
0: Yes. It does sound like that.
1: Yeah. 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 And the fact that he's coming one or two minutes means that he takes school, school seriously. He's not he's right. not missing first period.
0: Yeah, and I have to say, this sounds like a great school where they're really on top of things. Yeah, no,
1: right. But also I would say, like, to the questioner side of it, for a questioner, it's like, what difference does one or two minutes matter? Why do you right. care if I'm two minutes late? What are you doing in those two minutes? It's like, uh, this is just nonsense chit chat of school announcements or something. It doesn't matter. So then that feeling of like, why should I care? Why does it matter? That also is can can kind of get into that. So you want to have an answer of like, well, why do you care? Why does it matter?
0: Jack has a teacher who considers you late if you're not there when the bell rings, even if she hasn't yet taken attendance. And Jack feels strongly that if you're there for attendance, you should not be counted late. Interesting. Maybe he's a questioner. Group. Maybe, because that is definitely like,
1: yeah, what does it mean? Yeah, it was like Eleanor, who, like, they would give you optional math, but then you had to do it. And she's like, if it's optional, I'm not doing it. If it's assigned, I'll do it. But don't tell me it's optional and then tell me to do it. And yes. I was like, I'm with you. Um, anyways, yeah. if other people have great solutions for this because this is obviously a very specific situation, but you can imagine it coming up in adult context or family context as well, let us know. Because, you know, the rebel tendency, there's so much power and there's so much creativity and direction. Sometimes we don't want to make things worse for them just by making them feel like they're being controlled, which is something rebels do not like. Yes
0: interesting question.
1: Yeah. And speaking of questions, we have a question for you. We have a little bit of a decorating theme in this episode. So we would love to hear from listeners about what are your hacks and ideas for decorating? Do you have any tips for storing or organizing, curating, displaying, identifying holiday decorations? We heard about using holiday cards as an element of holiday decorations, um, using crackers as a way to decorate easily for the holidays. So let us know, because um, these are really interesting ideas and it seems like like people get a big kick out of them
0: yes can't wait to hear those ideas all right gretch coming up you've got a scheduling demerit but first this break
1: community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills.
0: Yeah, Jack has green light. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed that chore? Mm -hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. Okay, Gretchen, it's time for demerits and gold stars and you are up this week with a happiness demerit. Okay,
1: I made such a rookie mistake and I saw it coming. That's the thing huh. that, that annoys me. So I was traveling from the East Coast time zone to Mountain Time, which is its own confusing thing because is Mountain Time the same thing as Pacific Time? Sometimes right. yes, I think, sometimes no. I've never been quite clear. So I just kept, when I was there, I just kept checking, like, what time is it? But I had an appointment scheduled. And I thought that I had enough time before I had to leave for the airport because of the time. But what I didn't realize was that somehow my calendar had adjusted it for local time. And I still don't quite understand what was adjusted where. But I I know enough to know that when I'm crossing time zones, it often becomes very confusing And I made a mistake and and then it just took a lot of kind of, it wasn't a big problem, but it took a lot of logistics to reschedule and it was very unnecessary because if I'd understood the actual time that things were happening, it would have been obvious to me that I had, I I had to leave for the airport when that thing was scheduled for. So I started doing this thing. If people have good solutions, I'd love to know, but I've started doing something that in the notes in my calendar, I will like type out something like, This is 8 a.m. my time or something. Now, if you type certain things, my digital calendar tries to enter it as a thing. So I have to like outfox it.
0: Yes. It is a a problem of the digital calendar is this exact thing. I think we have all experienced this. Right. It can be very confusing, especially if, like me, you have a shared calendar. Yes. So Sarah and I are in two different time zones. Oh, my gosh. It's absolute chaos. I don't even. We have no idea when anything is happening. I know. Yeah. We have to constantly text each other like, wait, what, what time is this happening? In yeah. what zone? And yes. yes, we get yeah. very confused.
1: And then I was trying to think, well, what did I do when I used my ye olde file of fax? And I'm just like, I always just put it down at local time. And I'm like, when I yes. get there, it'll be 9 a.m. I don't have to think about... Well, it would be noon if I were still in New York City, because I'm like, no, if I'm in Los Angeles. It's not. It's 9 a.m. So anyway, yes. but it, it caused a lot of hassle, and a lot of people had to like shuffle things around, and and so it was annoying, and and not just to me, but to several other people. So I felt very bad about that. <laughs> but a stumble may prevent a fall, and so yes. you know there could be a time where I would like missed an airplane or or or, or some critical uh, appointment because I hadn't realized it's a problem. So believe me, I will always be watching that like a hawk in the future. Mm. How about you, Alyssa? What is your gold star this week?
0: Well, Gretch, I am giving myself a gold star for entertaining. As I said, I had my dinner party. Yes, and it's not easy for me to entertain. You know, I get very stressed and anxious. We call that hostess
1: neurosis in our family. Yes,
0: hostess neurosis. But I did it, and I feel like I presented myself as a fairly relaxed hostess, more so than other times. I don't think I yelled at Adam once. (laughs) Oh, that's Olympics. That's that's. So I I feel that I'm improving, and I'm gonna give myself a gold star for that.
1: Well, I give you a gold star too. You sent me a lot of pictures, and I had so much fun, and I copied them so that I can just as I will often copy mom's ideas. I can copy your ideas the next time I entertain. Yeah, congratulations.
0: Thank you. And drive-by hat, Gretchen, Yeah, you and I were discussing that if you are hosting something, it can help to have a visual theme. Mm-hmm. Like, I, even though it wasn't a Halloween party, I just used Halloween as sort of a general theme yeah. because it was close. Right. Oh, that's a great you idea. You could do because- in February, Valentine's Day, you could do right. just to kind of give you some shape. Yeah, yeah,
1: and it kind of makes it seem, like, often it gives you, like, a color scheme to use, and, yeah, like, it eliminates decision fatigue, potentially, as well as being more fun and whimsical for your guests. The resources for this week, we talked about both of these, it's the storage box, happiercast.com slash storage box, and the memento journal, Alyssa, hold up your memento journal, yeah. Um, And that's uh, happiercast.com slash journals, and then it's called the Memento Journal. And again, if you want to get 10% off at checkout, that's Time Capsule 10, and you'll get 10% off. Elizabeth, what are we reading? What are you reading?
0: I'm reading Visual Thinking, The Hidden Gifts of People Who Think in Pictures, Patterns, and Abstractions by Temple Grandin. And
1: I am just about to start This is Happiness by Niall Williams. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Create a time capsule. Let us know if you've tried it in the past, if you're excited to try it in the future. What are you going to put in your time capsule? How are you going to keep it? How are you going to choose the stuff?
0: We want to know. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter, at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show,
1: please be sure to tell a friend. I've heard from several people who, in honor of our 400th episode, said that they sent the link to a friend of that episode. So thank you very much to Gold Star, to the people who did that. And if you want to do it again, we would very much appreciate it. That is how people often discover our show.
0: Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft, And I'm Gretchen Rubin.
1: Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. So, Elizabeth, how do you come down on the the issue of whether to put your dogs in costumes? Are you a fan of the dog costume, or are you not a fan of the dog costume?
0: I am a fan of, of the dog costume. How do you not show a daisy feel about being put in a costume? Yeah, I don't think they like it as much. <laughs> but we're supposed to go to a big corgi gathering on the 29th, which is a costume, a corgi costume party on the beach. So that's going to be... Um, Quite a sight, and I know Adam will be in charge of the costumes because he's all about shopping for the Corgis. I must hear all about it and
1: see a photo slideshow. That is a must. Yes. From the Onward
0: Project.
1: All at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.